Very good. Are you guys bringing your weapons and armor? That's your sweet bottom I am. You take 10 disapproval damage. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, and if you're actually, eating yeah. a, a atomic dwarven food, I mean, yeah. your <laughs> complexion may alter. Atomic dwarven food, that's great. Unfortunately, all is not well. Chapter 100, The Feast of Faramon. Okay. So, in the last episode, the party had finally made it to Faramons. Um, you had encountered a dwarven blockade, a barricade across the roadway, and had informed them that you were ambassadors. They were a little dubious because here you were, this ragtag group walking in on foot excited of one guy on a horse. And uh, you, uh, but they, you know, you had a guy with a signet ring. So that was a pretty powerful message there. And they uh, went and sought guidance from the mountain. And a uh, rider showed up with a uh, band of guards. And they escorted you all the way to the mountain. And you have made it into the hold in the keep of Faramons. So you are now inside the Iron Mountain. And it's quite a wonder for those of you, which is all of you, that basically have lived on top of the earth for your entire life. They've hollowed out basically the inside of the mountain. So there are large halls. The uh, Baron's Chambers itself is, you know, one quarter of a sphere hollowed out of the, uh, the rock with, you know, tiers for him and his guards to stand upon and the floor for the uh, petitioners to be on. Um, and then you saw any number of tunnels leading off. And then leading into the Baron's chambers themselves was this giant workroom with dwarves just hammering away like so many busy beavers. And now you find yourself staring at the Baron. And when you came in, he said, I'll hand it to the Baron. He's clever for an elf. Yeah, I'll treat with the likes of ye. But he was only looking at Creval and Noan. He was not looking at the half-elves one little bit. <laughs> the Baron of Porta Magnum is an elf? Yes, half-elf. As, as it's okay. just about anybody in the upper tiers of Porta Magnum. But to a dwarf, a half-elf is basically an elf. Yeah, okay. And Porta Magnum, nice. it was like a sign of, of richness to have half-elf blood in Earth, though, right? Yeah, when, when the elves came in, you, what you found is when the elves came in to um, uh, far again, and they, uh, it became very much. I it far was where they. Far and fairy. Fairy is oh. where the elves come from. Far is is your land. When the elves came into far again, uh, it became very much in fashion in the upper circles of Porta Magnum to either take a elf for a bride or to give away a daughter as a bride to an elf lord um, or something similar. And so after a, just a short number of generations, pretty much everybody in the upper circles. Um, you know, had some kind of elvish blood in their in their veins, 
And so, yeah, it became very much a status symbol to, to uh, have a half-elvish family. Hmm. Okay, so um, look at no one. I approach. I'll follow the stuff beside him. Okay, and what are the rest of you half-elves going to do? I'm going to stand with them. Yeah. Not going to. Okay. So, no one you approach, and? Greetings, Your Excellency. What can do for you? Well, I imagine it's what can we do for each other. Well, I can tell you what you can do for me. You can increase the grain shipments to where they used to be. That's mainly my need right now. We do, we do not appreciate those of Porter Magnum starving us into submission, and we will not stand for it. Our armies already sit on the border, waiting for my command. We'll take the grain if we have to. You say, Your Excellency, I am no special friend with the, the populace of Porta Magnum, nor your own. Yeah, you but do I their can, bidding. I can I do my bidding. I am compensated well for it. But I can say, truthfully, the lack of grain was due to uh, an infection of their crops. A likely story. Let me show you something. And he waves, and a couple of uh, porters come in, and they've got this enormous banner. I mean, it basically must have been a piece of leather cut out of the side of a, an enormous beast. And it it's a graph. And he, and he shows, you can see here. Spreadsheet. Yes, here's the last <laughs> five years of the grain from Porter Magnum. For three years, nothing. No change. Perfect. And then, and you, and you can see the, the line just kind of goes precipitously down. It's like, this isn't just the work of someone having trouble with the harvest. This is the hand of elven kind right here, starving us to death. I say you're excellently. I saw with my own eyes their own populace starving and falling to their death. Do we have any proof of, like, the fungus or anything? Do we have anything with us? Do we keep any p bit of that? Did you? No. I, I kind of remember somebody, gr te you know, grabbing a, a uh, you, I think, especially you grabbed a, a little piece of uh, infected fungus. You wanted the yeah. So you have a sample of it. Okay. Um, would it, is it still like be alive? Well, it's, it's it would be dried. So I, 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 I look at Edgar and say, bring forth your your sample of the of the grain. All right. And I'll show him the uh, piece of grain with the, the fungus on it. Show, give it to him to show them. Why? Uh, no. <laughs> Screw that. <Okay>. And, <laughs> and, you, and you actually, you, you bring up the your hand up there, and he's still looking at no one. He looks to Kriv, and back to no one. So I look at you, and I just hold out my hand. All right, and I'll kind of, like, narrow my eyes at the dwarf, and I'll just pass it to I no one. I take it, and I look, and I point to the, they're now somewhat dehydrated spores of, you can fun. see the actual purple fungal yeah, body is growing this. out of the grain. Their people were dying in droves because of this and only have recently been able to rid their fields of this disease. So we can expect grain shipments to continue and to increase in no time at all. So I look over at Cotter. Can we buy the spurs, right? Well, the early wheat is coming in as mm -hmm. we speak. It's well, July now. You had now. talked to your Will wife about that anyways. increase production? Um, you remember your briefing with the Baron that Porta Magnum had had to call upon its reserves mm -hmm. to keep the shipments going to Iron Mountain and to the other baronies 
and that had, ex- had uh, basically expended itself. And, and it's not just the infection in the wheat, but just the whole climate itself. Is the harvests have been poor for the last several years now. I mean, this is what kicked Arlen out of his farm and Craval off of his his uh, job with the caravans and is that so, you know. So I look, I say you're excellently. Have you not noticed strange fogs plaguing your lands? He says, what do I worry about fogs? We live in a mountain. You brew, do you not? Yes, and without the grains, we'll have precious little to brew. They import yeah, well, they may have their own, right? So, so I like I say, again, I really don't care for your people or theirs, but a war would be needless. And your justification is not sound. He says, then increase the grain shipments so we don't starve to death. Did you tell us about your crew from another? You You guys were all there. Okay, just make sure. I just want to make sure before I misspeak. So I say, I'm sure once their crops uh, have been sown and reaped, they can come up with a plan to increase their deliveries to you. But keep in mind, they also must deliver to other kingdoms as well. Baronies. Baronies, yep. Um, Roll for me persuasion. Okay. Plus two. Fourteen. Oh, okay. Um, You can see that the wheels in his head are turning. And he says, I'll have to think about this. I say, Your Excellency, what could we do now to help bring peace to your mind? He says, I will consider what you have said, but do not think my forces will leave the border anytime soon. But you deserve a feast at least for all the travel. And he claps his hands, and one of the the two porters with the uh, giant sheet of graph paper take off, and a new one comes in and says, Call for us a feast for tonight. In honor of our new arrivals. And um, apparently you guys are dismissed at this point. And you see another group coming in to, to talk to the Baron. I'd say the dwarves really excel at making oh, grass. Um, turn around and walk back out. Um, we, need to, we need to find a place to stay. We're not done here. Uh, next time, um, the the no. porter that is or the, is with you says, "says I show you two quarters." Sorry, can you repeat that in a less of a horrible accent, please? <laughs> I, I'll wow. see you two quarters. Can you speak less dwarvishly? Is that what you said? Jeez, not at him. He said he'll see us to our quarters. Don't you have any sending stones or something? Can't you communicate and get like an emergency shipment sent? Sending stones? We left them with. Well, the don't you have some ability to? We're emissaries. Do you not have any way to contact? I have a horse. <laughs> I smacked him on the back of the head again, and I hand him a c- scroll of messaging. Okay, but we your, your wife gave me a couple for you. Is that remember? No. Your wife I gave do. Me a couple for you okay. might want to say. Yes. Communications are not going poorly. It would be good if we could send a large token of grain to the border as uh, a show of good faith. Um, Surely the nobles can go without their bread for a while. The nobles aren't the ones who are going to go without the bread if they ship I the bread. I don't care. 
Anyway, so I, I assume you're at least going to get back to your quarters. Yeah. yeah. And once again, these have been hewn right into the rock face itself. But um, the, you know, the windows, which are actually glassed in, um, face this large central work area. And you can, I mean, const constantly can hear the sound of the hammering and, and the hiss of the forges and everything going on uh, there in the, uh, in the background. Um, so, Cotter, are you going to use the scroll to uh, do ascending to Sinia? I don't really know what to say yet. Um, the communications are not going poorly. It would be nice if you could send a supply of grain as a token of good faith. That's on, that's more that's than ten words. It's twenty-five. Twenty-five or less. Well, let's oh, okay. write it out. Get it figured out. Um, the communications have you not take gone poorly. Oh, that's it would be start, start writing them down. Yeah. In good faith to send a shipment um, of grain to send a grain on the border. That's less. You you have a suite good. of rooms. There's a, a parlor, and then off that are a number work? of yeah. you know so bedrooms can, and so forth. Can we afford to send? Can you not afford to send it? That's really the thing. I How mean, much grain are you using to feed your troops in the field? I mean, about as much grain, probably less grain than we would to feed them at home. There were, okay, here's the problem. Communications have I mean, gone well. No, was, they're not stop. going to. Time out, time out. We, the reserves are gone, right? Is that what I'm understanding? Yeah, the, the reserve that Porta Magnum had built up over the years has is, is been totally depleted. This guy has not looked favorably upon any sort of elvish blood. So we have to make him understand that there is no extra grain and that, they, that the elves that he so dislikes and disparages actually tapped into their own emergency reserves to keep him in. Grain. We saw granaries and silos infected, which were purified by the clerics. They should be able to send from that there. Was that, okay, that, that wasn't the reserves, though. That's for the people. How many people will die if the dwarves attack? How many people will die if you send a couple of cartloads of grain? That's, that's not what. That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying that we can try to arrange a delivery of grain, but the large shipment for two cities is not going to be there. This even is, even having it, it's probably not going to be. This there. is a token of good faith. Send something. Okay. I mean, you can always ask. Send. We've seen it. Send something. Yeah. That is not an insult. So, perhaps tell little sister that. That made contact will require a sh shipment of grain as large as possible to show good faith. Soon. Soon. And then we'll have to arrange delivery of it so, so that certain... An airship would get there in a day. I yeah, don't know. Airships don't really haul that well. I don't Big think. ones do. Well, it could be there in a couple of days, but yeah, yeah a hauling airship carrying a lot of grain that would take yeah. days and days. I mean, probably a week because yeah. I mean, you just can't move that amount of mass yeah. really quickly. And then you have to load it and then unload it because you don't have like enormous cranes and stuff. Yeah. You have to grain, crane them up by hand, something like that. I yeah. Large large shipments are much better done ground wise than airships. Or and would. Faith. This be an acceptable thing for the Baron for us to do? Would he be fine with us doing this? Well, you can certainly ask. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's preventing war. Where the emissaries oh. were asking for this, ask. he needs to listen to us. Or why did Baron. he send us? Well, I mean, we can't just like give away the for kingdom. We're not asking for uh, a full-on thing, but a token. And yes, you have to hurt a little because the dwarves have hurt a little. Show that you feel their pain. 16. 16. 
for even devils get aid. that oh they share the pain yeah they definitely share the pain with everybody well so don't talks with baron large grain should be needed for a token of good faith ask baron for aid and resource aid and oh aid or just say grain we don't need aid we specifically or need grain for rain Maybe we can uh, potentially arrange an inspection team for them to go to Port of Magnum. Then, to yeah, we could just say, and they w please arrange come and oversee a shipment. No, no, that uh, a short term for arranging a inspection team. No, let's just get permission for the grain. Then will the logistics come after? Okay. Yeah, we'll bring up the so ask for grain. So, in talks with Baron, large grain shipment needed for held token of good faith. Ask Baron for grain. There you go. Okay, so what it what does it say, Cotter? What are you going to say to Sinia? Are we asking or... That's this is what we're telling where we're at. It's the thing to ask. That's what I'm saying right there. I mean, asking ask. about the grain shipment. Cause he has to, she, she has to ask the Baron good? for us. So, okay. ask the Baron. So, that's what we have to tell her. Ask Baron for grain. Yeah. So, it doesn't say. Okay, so we, I read the scroll, I guess I read the scroll. Or uh, yeah, you cast the scroll there, and what do you say? In talks with the Baron. Large grain shipment needed for, no. Large In grain shipment needed. Baron, large yeah. grain shipment needed for token of good faith. Ask the Baron for grain. Mm. Okay, you going to say that? Yeah, do we? I, just, I don't know about how big we want the grain. Doesn't this is we got to? We're emissaries. This yeah. is step one. They can work. They can argue what's large, what's not. Right. This is what we're asking for. Okay. So bam. Okay. And you get nothing back right away, oh, but geez. then you would kind of expect that Sinia would have to go and brief the Baron himself. So that's not something you can do on a moment's notice. So. Um, Anyway, so uh, what do you want to do? Obviously, there's going to be a feast tonight. And we also have the bowl. If yeah. we need to actually set up a, a communication, we can. And that's why with Gachibar. Right? Do we know if Gachibar is anyone? Well, anyone well, no, has two bowls. He has, has, he has bowl. the call back. It's anyone with two bowls. Um, no. We can see them. So if he sees us, he can see right, us okay. talking and we can see him talking. But we can only see what they're doing. Yeah. All right, so feast time. So you're just going to get yourself ready for the feast? Mm -hmm. uh, I actually, how much time do we have? Um, you guys arrived about midday, so it's probably going to be a good two, three hours before okay. uh, feast time happens. Um, I'd like to go visit one of the shops, many, many forging shops, to look at weapons. Okay. Um, and you open up the door to the <laughs> suite here, there, and there is a dwarf in plate mail holding a pretty nasty-looking pole weapon on either side. And that is exactly what I'm looking for. And he looks up at he's like, you know, his general general issue polearm, and uh, he said, "Can we help you?" Yes, I want to find a very well crafted one of those. He says, "Well, our orders are your. No one is to bother you, and you're to stay in your apartments until feast." Excellent. Can you escort me? And that'd be the same thing. I can talk to them about after the feast. Okay. You gotta keep them happy, man. Go back inside. Okay. That's easy right. for me. I just so meditate. um, 
I don't know if I mentioned this before, but please, like, don't talk bad about our city while you're the emissary for our city. I didn't talk bad about the city. I just said I didn't care. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and our, I think our that job is, is to care. No, It'll no. take me a while to do it, so I I'm going to pull out what supplies I have that's why I got credibility with the Baron. I think our job is to end the war. Mm-hmm. That's why the, the, the Baron didn't want to talk to you or you or you. Talk to me. And as soon as I said, I don't care, but this is what I've been asked to do, I got credibility. We I didn't have you. anything to gain or lose. Yeah. Which is actually pretty much a good thing for an emissary. He has more. Mm. Maybe? Sorry. I, I mean, the city's really done nothing for me. Only because you can't, like, pick up you're you're speaking you're speaking you're but you're speaking from a place that you have a vested interest in this Mm -hmm. no one does not neither do i for that matter neither does adrian neither does arlie so you're speaking from a jaded point of view because you have a vested interest in this no one is correct the fact that he has no allegiance to either here or there makes him the perfect spokesperson from this because he's not going to show favoritism he's going to be blunt to the point and that is the door that they is. will they will okay. respect the blunt and to the point. He will not necessarily badmouth their city any more than he might badmouth this city. And we just want the war to be over, so whichever route is fastest is well, best. Well, here's the thing. we They're not even fully at war yet. These are just light skirmishes. Precisely. Yep. It's not blown up in full-blown war yet. And one thing we do have to bring up to this Baron's attention is Lowell, and we did not do that in this initial thing. Perhaps at the feast, when it's more informal. If we are allowed to speak, then Absolutely. Well, it'll be either you or no one who's able to speak. You wouldn't even make eye I have contact a feeling with me. That, yeah, I have a feeling that you definitely want to make sure your makeup is perfect for this. Well, I have the circlet of disguise now, thanks to you. It works for an hour. Should be taking a lot of restroom breaks. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> does it... I, I forget. It, I don't think I... Does it work for an hour and then I have to... Then I have to go... Redo it. Redo it? You okay. have as many charges as you want. You can do it every... So can I just, like, sneeze really hard and be like, oh, I'm so sorry, and, like, reset it that Ask way? Ask him. <laughs> you would probably have to go someplace just on an abundance of caution because obviously if all of a sudden it became drow, back to not drow, it's like, that. I mean, that that would be a little bit fearsome for most people, especially okay. yeah, especially dwarves who dwell, delve under the earth. And do not like dark elves at all. That's about the one thing that elves and dwarves have in common. Well, I will. Uh, they also make Certainly they don't have brain in common. Oh. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Have to, uh, I guess I could use the makeup and then have the circlet of disguise on top of that, yeah. and then while the circlet of disguise is, yeah. you could make not? make yourself up and disguise yourself as the perfectly made up right, version of you. Yes, works for me. So you'd be just a little less perfect yes. if it drops, yeah. mm-hmm. and, and then be able to take the time to react. I mean, and if you're eating yeah. atomic dwarven food, I mean, yeah. your <laughs> complexion may alter. <laughs> It's all like dwarven food. That's great. Um, do I know exactly what's what a feast is like for dwarves? Yeah, you've been to several, and it is exactly what you would expect. Mugs of ale, you know, large roasts, um, and then uh, you know, dish, you know, a lot of dishes, a lot of heavy on the meat, and everything very, very Where spicy they get the and meat boisterous. Underground and boisterous sheep. Yes. Yeah, a lot of mutton. Lot Underground sheep. So uh, just just brief everybody on that, and especially you know Alistair and Luke. This is not going to be one of those. 
very quiet type of band, but yeah. we had your yeah, we we got to see uh Galchabar in one. Yep. Yes, that's true. Speaking of Galchabar, maybe now would mm-hmm. be a good time to bring Arlen. Mm-hmm. Why don't we tell him about running into Lowell again? And ex- tell him about the circle, being sent yeah. back. He and how Alana just blew herself up. Yeah. Oh, that would be a good thing to relay. Well, where's where's the young lass? Well, should, we d- should we? Oh, yeah, before the feast actually Yes. Starts. Now would be a good time. Yeah. Okay, you're going to activate the bowl? Mm-hmm. Okay. And uh, you... Uh, Say the magic words and uh, state Galchbar's name, and he, a picture of him appears, and uh, he appears to be uh, back in his tower, and just working on actually just sort of scribbling in a large tome or book, and uh, you, you notice his fingers are pretty covered in ink, so he must have been writing for hours, and uh, once again the the usual thing happens where he uh, becomes aware of your presence and he uh you know fishes out his bowl and waves it over there and uh he says oh hello young sorcerer how are you doing today it's been a while i hope all is well unfortunately all is not well oh that's that's unfortunate please tell me what's happening unfortunately we had another run-in with a low all dear me are you all alive still Unfortunately, no. Um, Orlana's chaotic energy got the best of her, and although she did save the rest of our lives, she unfortunately did not make it through her chaos storm. That's most unfortunate. You have you have my condolences. I I hope the rest of the party members are not too broken up about the situation. They don't. I seem know to she be. was a bosom companion to all of you. They don't seem to be phased. Well, you're made of stern stuff. Everyone, Tell everyone to keep a, a stiff upper lip and keep their chin up. Anyway, when we were um, moving through the fields on our way to Faramond's, we seemed to have crossed over a magic circle, an extremely large magic circle where one of the skirmishes had just taken place. And Alowal rose the... Raised. Rose the Fallen Soldiers. Doesn't matter. He he turned the uh, Fallen Soldiers into undead minions. And um, that's when we had another encounter with him. Dear me. Well, I was afraid that something would happen like this. Certainly with everything going wrong and people dying by the scores it just leaves fodder for his undead armies um are they still roaming the land there or did your companion sacrifice uh, remove them from the field they were completely annihilated and and what of what of a lowall did were you able to chase him from the field as well he sent us back to that infinite plane and made us solve a really dumb puzzle <laughs> it's do you think he's merely playing with you now? It appears to be that he Like only somebody dangling a string in front of a kitten. He only wishes to toy with us for the moment. I don't believe he perceives us as a threat as of yet. Well, that is good. I would assume if he thought of you as a threat, he would be 
swiftly dispatched. The more I research on him, the more powerful he seems. Yes, it seems that he is at least more powerful than we initially thought. Yes, I, I have to agree. Um, he does seem to be considerably more powerful than we initially give him credit for. So you will have to walk carefully. Did he seem to know that you destroyed several of his fake phylacteries? Phylacteries, I believe you're calling them? He didn't specifically uh, speak about that. He just thought of us as mere annoyances at that point. Very good. I think he knew if you were hunting his phylacteries that the gig would be up. The game would be over. But what can I do for you, young sorcerer? Is there anything that I can do to assist you at this point? Do you have any um, sway with the Baron in um, Porta Magnum? Fairmont. Nope. Porta Magnum. Nope. Magnum. Okay, you um, with the Baron. I'm afraid uh, that I do not. Um, as you know, most people outside of my tower believe me just to be a crazy old crackpot that lives in the tower there at Savitas Cataracta. Um, I don't carry much uh, sway back or forth one way or another. Um, what what uh, were you looking for to do? Well, we were assigned an emissary from Porta Magnum to Fairmonds to uh, try to stop this war that it seemed to have been starting. Yes, indeed. Um, I will see what resources I can bring to bear on this and see if we can't sway him in your direction. What What is it that you want the Baron to do? We have been somewhat successful speaking with the Baron of Faramons, and we thought it might have been a good idea to send a shipment of grain to just keep the Baron happy to know that there is still grain. Well, I will see what I can do. I'm not sure what I can do on that score, but um, anything I can do to assist you, I will. Thank you very much. And your situation has me greatly concerned. Um, with Orlana exploding despite the exercises you were doing, um, you must tell me if your chaotic energies become more unpredictable. It could be signs of bad things happening. Yes, I, I personally haven't had these out, as many outbursts as she has. I feel I've had more of a control over the chaotic energy but if anything changes I you will be one of the first to know very good well walk carefully my friend and good luck in your embassy there at the Iron Mountain thank you okay you're gonna cut off the conversation then at that point okay and Cotter you hear Sinia's voice in your head. Fighting the curses. Attacking the feet. Okay. So I've received word back um, 
They won't be able to send any grain for the next month until more has been harvested. Yikes. How much can they send now? It says What's the very first line? No. Grain available. That's no, one-tenth, that's what it says. No. That no grain available. One-tenth should not oh, be this month. This month. Tomorrow I read after the harvest. I read that as none. Okay. Um, we can work with that. We can work with that, yeah. Well, it is what we have to work we with. We can work with that. We can actually, we can work with that. Okay, so going a little bit bolstered to this feast. And um, so in a short couple of three hours, the, uh, you hear just the sound of industry outside your window disappear. And you look out and all of those workbenches have been cleared of all of their projects. And instead, there are candelabras of ad advanced design and there are platters of steaming meats, mugs of ale, heaping um, trenchers full of, you know, like glazed carrots and roasted onions and all sorts of, uh, you know, complimentary foods, giant bowls of whipped potatoes, um, just roasts, uh, just dotted down the line. And um, the porter that you saw earlier uh, comes to the door and, and he says, and the feast is ready for you. Fair enough. Do this time. And uh, you guys going to file out? And mm -hmm. and actually, the the seats immediately to the right of the Baron are uh, available. And um, the porter indicates to Noan and to Creval the, the first two seats right there. You take the, you've already been speaking with them, so you speak to the, you sit next close to the muscle on your right. Very good. Are you guys bringing your weapons and armor? That's your mm -hmm. sweet thought of mine. Right? Right. No? My weapons and armor. Actually, I don't have any armor. My All body, I have is my so sword Mine's and just a dagger, so I just. Yeah. Mine's a sword and a dagger, Do so I'm the bringing that. Wear armor? Everybody seems to be in their shiniest mm -hmm. Sunday go to meet in armor. Oh, then mm -hmm. heck yeah, I'm bringing all my stuff. I have my robes. Yeah. I'm yeah. not going to wear my your hairy fancy staff? elf robes here. I'm bringing my staff. Okay. No, just I'm. I'm not even going to wear those fancy elf robes. That would be insulting. I'll mm -hmm. just wear my my fighting robes. Yeah. The ones with the minimal amount of gore on them. So the nice ones. Very good. Okay, and it is a heaping feast. Every single time your mug is empty, it's refilled. Every single time that you, uh, you know, your plate is emptied, it's refilled. So and, much better than squirrel curry. Yeah, and the, you know the the Baron himself, and apparently you know his guards in attendance behind him. You know he's just sitting there and just is shoveling in enormous amounts of food, uh, laughing at every you know jokes he that he says to other people at the nearby tables. Um, just kind of a rollicking good time. But it's interesting because what is bringing the food out to your tables and the drinks isn't people. You first become aware of this when after the, you know, the first set of uh, dishes are cleared and you are looking at bare plates, you hear a clicking, clacking noise. And you look up, and there are short, round, almost humanoid-looking mechanical men. And they've got, like, little bronze mustaches that have been, you know, stylized onto their face. And, and it looks like almost like they have slicked back hair, you know, it, you know has been designed into, the, into their spherical heads. 
and they're holding the different plates, and they just mechanically walk along and deliver them to you. That's interesting. Have I seen this before? Yes. So it doesn't fit. You, nothing quite like this before. I mean, not actual like individual servants, but you've seen many clockwork, uh, you know, constructs when you've when you've been here with the caravans, but nothing to this level. This is this is pretty amazing. Well, this would be handy for uh, for us to have one of these. But we can use it's it. A bit of a problem keeping them up, though. Carry stuff. Not all of us have the luxury of a horse. Oh, well, I mean, we did. When have you started adding so much more to your clockwork mechanisms to your... Is it, ah, do you like me no much inventions? Clever these gnomes are. Yep. And a female dwarf leans around the baron. And she's cousin. Would you like me to give him a tour of the gnomish workshops? Do you keep gnomes here? Um, well, you guys know that the Gnomish homeland is just slightly above um, Faramons. They live in the in the hills above there. Oh, okay. So they're they're close. It's a symbiotic yeah. relationship. Yeah, with, with the, the uh, dwarves, with their fine metalwork and all that, complement the Gnomish, Gnomish tinkers. Okay. And she she looks right at you and says, "I'd be honored to take you up to the Gnomish workshops and, and see the finest that their artificers can create." I would indeed like to see that. She says, very good. And with your permission, cousin. And she looks at the baron, and he's like, ah, and he just slams his cup down. And apparently that's yes. Mm-hmm. And she says, well, on the morrow, let me take you up to their workshops. So I look forward to it. Yes. And um, so the feast goes on and on and on. Did you want to try to talk to the, the baron about the grain shipment, or what do you want to do? I'm looking to see if there's an opportune time. I mean, there really isn't. This is not open court. This is a big old feast. Does he have a, a herald or a courier that I could talk to to talk to him? There seems to be an, uh, several attendants. Yeah. So I, I flag an attendant and, and say at uh, His Excellency's early convenience, we do have word back from Porta Magna. He says, oh, very good. I'll put you on the schedule for tomorrow when you get back from the, uh, the Gnomish workshops. Thank you. Yeah. And anything you want to do here while we're feasting to the extreme? I'm trying to see if I can pick up a little dwarvish. Well, there's this cute girl down slightly three things down from you. (laughs) You walked right into that. Uh, I'm just watching to see if the dwarven games pick up. Did you just high five yourself? (laughs) No, that's hitting the wall. It looks like you just high five. Yeah. Like 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> Self high five. <laughs> so hopefully I've learned the words for like no, yes, give me more beer, yeah, now. food. Yep. And you just yell in a positive way, and that's yes, halfway through the feast. So ac- mm-hmm. actually, um, let's see how well you do. So. Uh, give me an insight check to see if you kind of getting a feeling for which words are which. Oh, 17. Okay, yes. Yeah. So you, you get a mug of ale when you ask for one. By the way, is anybody here still immune to the effects of alcohol? From, I don't drink ale. No. So. From all of the uh, s- weird sorceress things going on? I'm still immune to yeah. alcohol. For it like been, a, wasn't it weeks? It, yeah. I literally a two and a half. Yeah. I think like a month and a half. Yeah. Something yeah. It was like a either, long time. Either like two and a half weeks or a month and a half. Okay. So are you taking advantage of that at all? I'm play, I'm st- Dude, I'm, take some bets. I'm, I'm way ahead bets. of you on that. I'm like, I'm like poking at the guards saying, hey, 
Skinny boy here could drink you under the table. Do it. And actually, um, you see a rather wealthy-looking dwarf from the next table down just kind of do the eject-the-seat stand-up. <laughs> and he says, Neof is going to drink me under the table. I got five gold right here. Drink you under the table. And he reaches into his pocket and pulls out five platinum. And he says, yeah, match that. I pull out five platinum and wait. Do we have five platinum? Yeah, we do. We yeah, should. I, yeah. I, do. Yeah. I bring out five platinum. Oh, you wanna you wanna show your muscle? Put another five in front of it. He says, "Very good." And he uh, just drags the seat down and slams it. And he's just staring right in your eyes. Anyone else want to take on the little yeah. farm boy? He's just belligerently staring in your eyes, Arlen. Ten platinum to I every person. Hold on, hold he on. He grabs his mug. Is there anybody else? He says, "You can shit up." <laughs> we got a we got a game here. Okay. I, I just go to town. <laughs> okay. So roll for me, Constitution. And Dwarvis, drink, 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 drink. But he's got He's immune. He's immune. We still have to go through the procedure here. Got a 13. Okay. A plus three. Is it a saving throw or a check? It's a a constitution check. Damn. Oh, check? Yeah, you too. Then I got a 10. Okay, but it doesn't matter because you're immune. (laughs) And so you slap down a mug and roll another one and slam it down. 15. Okay. And then, you know, another mug appears on the table in front of you. 18. And he is matching you mug for mug so far. Great. So fourth one. He's also a 13. crazy sorcerer. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, he, and he you know wipes the, the foam off of his mustache and slams his mug down. Do they bring him a button? And 13. by this time, you guys are beginning to attract a little bit of attention. <laughs> and all of a sudden, there's a crowd. And every time the, uh, the whatever this, you know, nobleman or whatever slams his mug down, they give a huge cheer. And another one. How many are we now? Eight now? Six. Six, six, six mugs? Oh, seven. I only got a five. Oh, okay. no. And he, uh, you know, tips his mug back up and he's goes to put it down and he, like, misses the table and just slides <laughs> sideways. <laughs> another. Under the ground. <laughs> 20 platinum going in the bank. And, and just, like, a hush goes across the entire room. <laughs> he's just getting warmed up. Who and else? And then all of a sudden there's just this raucous <clears throat> laughter that breaks out. And a couple of uh, the porters come and pick the nobleman up and, and just drag him away, basically, well, <laughs> with some care, obviously. Anybody else? Anybody else? 20 I'm platinum. I shall another. <laughs> and uh, I, I, I echo it in You should at least feign yes. losing this. I feel sort. a tingling in my fingers. I feel <laughs> it. Yeah. Oh, wait. Wait, I feel something. <laughs> Anybody else stepping up? Uh, no, they were pretty impressed by that thing. Plus, that you just, you know, they didn't want to lose their platinum. Plus. Like okay. stomach volume more than alcohol yeah, you tolerance. Have, you probably have to go You'll hit the jig. <laughs> <laughs> or the pocket they brought for you under the table. No, no I, just um, I would the like to ask the Baron, since we're not doing <laughs> business, if, uh, like who's the best smith you have here on, on the mountain? He said, that would be like choosing from your children. What you looking for? Polarm. Ah. He says, my cousin, Nola. Nola. And she looks around and goes, Show him the pole arms. We got a fine vendors here. And uh, so the uh, feast is beginning to wind down. It's, it's gone on for a good four hours now. Um, we lost the pal in an hour two. He couldn't keep up. Yeah. <laughs> he shouldn't have been there. He was too skinny. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, Owen, uh, excuse me, and Arlen, um, you do get at least two more as, as people get into their cups, challengers. That want to uh, to uh, you know ch- you know challenge you to a drinking game, 
And obviously, you drink them both under the table. You really have to pee. I really, you really say, have to pee. pee up uh, all yes. night. You're yeah. just going to fall asleep in a leaning You know, position. just put the bucket. It's just one continuous. <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking, just like get a portable hole, like right here. Just yeah. Pee it in. Can I just like. At some point, you're going to stop just because you can't hold any more liquid. (laughs) Can I just, like, plug in a cath or something? (laughs) They they haven't invented those for about a thousand years. Ah, dang. The gnomes could probably work something out. (laughs) (laughs) They probably could, actually. A clamping device. An auto auto pusher. Ow. I think I'm going to have to cut all of this out. I'm cringing (laughs) Anyway, so, um, but the, the night is getting on. You have to pee. And um, I'm gonna go to you, you started to notice that some of the dwarves are beginning to to uh, stagger <coughs> off. To, to stagger off, and uh, Nola uh, appears at your arm, mm-hmm. and uh, and she's a fine-looking dwarf, very well built, very stocky, with uh, flaming, flaming red ha- hair, Ooh. and she has these two enormous forge hammers <laughs> that uh, she's carrying at her side. It's not where I was going with that, but thank you for clarifying. She's a smith. What were you thinking, Drew? Do you really want me to answer that? Because I think the audience already knows. <laughs> anyway. <sighs> this is why Dragonborn don't do I'm being honest at least. Talking. I'm not saying you're lying to our only female player. I'm being completely Dream honest. Show. No, and, and I'm Dream completely show. unaware of what you thought. Absolutely. <laughs> you're a Moving horrible on. liar. <laughs> You take 10 disapproval damage. Yes. <laughs> oh, 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 oh. <laughs> anyway. It's like pangs to the heart if I had one. So um, she, she says, would you like to do some shopping? Aye. And, uh, and she says, how about that I see you? I'm sorry, I missed that one. What? How about that I see you? No, I think the this one's got to go to the body, and I don't think these ones want. You guys don't want any weapons. I can't I see, use I'm doing arms. an alley, and I'm not mm-hmm. meant to. Okay. Are you looking for anything? So the rest of you just gonna go back to the apartment then? I yeah. just use okay. my real arms. Mm. That was on, good. I like that. Skills. Just a minute. <laughs> yes, it did. So I caught a up that. <laughs> that was a good one. Yeah. It's a right to bear arms. Yes. Yeah. Not really. You have bear she arms. Give her costume away. Shh. Okay. <laughs> Don't tell anyone. And what do you um, do with the bear legs? Just like take the claws, hit people with them. So we're at our compartment. Yeah, so you guys are apartments, and then Nola takes you down, and you find that, you know, this is kind of a um, spherical chamber or half sphere. It's kind of a dome, um, and there's a large archway at either end, and it leads to parallel curving avenues, essentially lined with all sorts of shops just to the either side of this large central domed work slash feasting area. And she says... What, did you have a, a pull on mind? Do you want a glaive? Did you want a... Uh, I'm thinking of a glaive. Ah. Uh, and not just like any glaive I could just go buy out of a shop. I need a... I'm talking something suited for a larger creature myself. Well, we'll have to see. We might have to make something custom. Yeah, it's, well, that's a possibility. And I'd, if at all possible, something that's been imbued with the magic that is your craft and maybe even something arcanic. Well... Or divine. I'm not sure the Baron's been willing to part with anything magical to non-dwarves. You know, I'm st- you understand, of course. Oh, yeah. Pensions but being what they are. But I'm not an elf, so I thought I'd ask. Yeah, but you came with the elves. True. So Fair enough. I know, I'm trying. I you really have am. their stink on them, man. Yeah. It smells like makeup and evil. 
And green. Evil and glitter. And green, yes. <laughs> oh, beware. Evil glitter, boy. Because it's all over Well, let's place. see what you have. Like the so, and she takes you to a shop, and they do have just absolutely fabulous weapons. I mean, they are the highest workmanship. They have, you know, ones with artwork inscribed into the uh, blades. They have ones with designs. They have ones with, like, cutouts in the blades so that they're, you, know, you can see through them. Um, some of them are, you know, scenes that are actually cut into it, but, um, you know, none of them seem to be magical or anything like that. That's so. fine. But they are really beautiful examples of the dwarven craft. Is there like a, a large one that looks like it fit me well? I mean, I, I will actually like, you know, just to save time, and I'm not going to say I'm doing mm-hmm. it, but trying them out, finding one that's like yeah, a no, good balance and length and size for me. And Nola actually explains to the shopkeeper your interest. Mm-hmm. And basically he comes back with, I could have, you know, the, the pole refit by tomorrow if you want. Works for me. Okay. And How much are we looking at here? And so this, this one's really gorgeous. It's going to be about 15 gold for something this this ornate and fancy. A, Easy a, a, pla- a platinum is a 10, right? Gold. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I'll give a platinum and five gold. Okay. And, and he uh, he promises to have it refit and ready for you by tomorrow. Excellent. It's a platinum 10? Platinum 10, yeah. I thought it was 100. No. Uh, no, there's okay. there's actually if you look in the book I think it's like there's really a there's a whole weird conversion I found it we'll easier to say, say ten, I thought it was ten, 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 ten. no you, the only not. one that is not ten, ten, ten is electrum, is electrum is because it's half silver half gold okay. so it you know it's, uh, it's fifty five it's, it's, gold it's, yeah. yeah it's five gold. but anyways in this barony it is ten oh and it's the first page of the equipment section um okay uh when I'm done I'd like to go back and knock on either way we have some under forty so Cotter's um, door or Alistair's door Alicotter you know dunk 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 hello uh, moment of time little brother are you gonna stab me in the chest again I never stabbed you to begin with why did you think I'm gonna stab you well usually when someone pokes me with something it hurts a lot like stabbing technically that's a branding and a scar I didn't actually stab you okay you come in come in it's just marketing. You have brand awareness now. You're a vassal. Or advertisement. Um, you know, you and I are now walking two very different walks of life. And in some ways are aligned right now, but I'm beginning to think I understand what Nuado has in mind for me. Um, I don't know where your life will lead, but it occurs to me that since you'll be uh, the tip of the spear more often than I would, perhaps we might be able to make you a little more deadlier. And uh, I'm gonna I unsheath the while in its scabbard. I hand you the flame tongue longsword. I think this would be better suited in your arm, defending us than it would be in mine. Uh, thank you. Um, um. I've taken to requisition a different weapon for myself, something I think that will be more understandable in time but okay. right now I really do believe that this would be better suited with you thank you uh, it'll take some time you must you know bond it as it is with magic items mm-hmm. hold on to it do not let the dwarves take it from you they might want oh. it to see the, the spells type of magic on it so do not rip it out and use it until we're well away from here unless you have to mm-hmm. but it's my gift to you little brother thank you yeah I, I'm honored it's a kingly gift 
Okay. Well, is there anything else you want to do before bedtime and Nola takes you on the tour of the Gnome homeland? Uh, one thing I want to mention is is kind of funny. We were talking about like the low end of magic items, and it's like hundreds and thousands of gold pieces, and it's like the top end of regular equipment, and it's like, oh, you can get this great glaive for 15. <coughs> I didn't follow that, but okay. Okay, anybody wants to do anything before bedtime and tour of the Gnome Homeland? I don't think so. Okay. You guys? Okay. In that case, that's where we're going to stop today. seems like everybody, including Owen, is worried about whether Arlen's going to go up in a giant ball of blue flame here. So we'll have to see what happens with that. Will he be able to hold on to his powers or not? But that's somewhere down the line. Right now, the party is most concerned with the fact that they're in the middle of the dwarven capital, and their embassy is not going well. The uh, dwarves are pretty adamant about needing more foodstuffs, and Porta Magnum doesn't have a whole lot to send, so we'll see what we can do. But hey, at least tomorrow we get a field trip to the Gnomish homeland and we get a chance to see what the gnomes are cooking up. That should be fun. What will be up there? We'll just have to wait until the next episode to find out. Until then, let us know what you think. Rate us on Apple Podcasts. Email us at relicofthepastpodcast at gmail.com. Follow us at Relic of the Past on Twitter and Relic of the Past Podcast on Facebook. Articles and artwork are available at poolmedia.podbean.com. And thank you for playing in the world that lives inside my head.